on this very special edition of the World of Concaf podcast, we head to Antigua and Barbuda. <laughs> Welcome to a very special edition of the World of CONCACAF podcast. I'm Eric Schmitz. I'm Jonathan Slate. And I'm Donald Wine. And this is a very special edition for two reasons. One, it is our 20th CONCACAF Laser Focus Edition. Yeah, boy. Let's go. Big milestone. We are almost halfway through CONCACAF. We did Conca it, Joe. Calf. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> so that, it's special to begin with. The other special thing is we are actually all in the same room right now. Uh, we are lo- coming to you live-ish from the Russell in Nashville, Tennessee, the Russell Hotel. They've got a beautiful studio here, and we are all in town, and we are recording together. Well, we all, you mean me, you guys live here. Yeah, we do live here, but it's still, uh, <laughs> there's nothing like uh, being able to do this in person, uh, it, especially having some great equipment provided to us by the Russell, so... Um, yeah, no, I, this was, once they announced She Believes uh, in Nashville and we knew that Donald was coming, we were like, well, we definitely need to record an episode because we got to get, we got to do it when we're all in the room. Yeah. I mean, that is a good point that Jonathan and I live like miles away from each other and have not been in the same room to record prior. So, uh, yeah, very special. As Jonathan mentioned, the She Believes Cup. Uh, the U.S. Women's National Team, the Can- Canadian Women's National Team. They are participating in this year's tournament. They're playing at Geodis Park here in Nashville. We're here for that. But so everyone's in town. We're here to talk about Antigua and Barbuda. This is good because Donald's been there. I have. So let's get into it. Our CONCACAF laser focus, Antigua and Barbuda. Let's get started by talking a little bit about the country's history. Donald Tell us about the islands. So Antigua and Barbuda, of course, those two islands are the two main islands, but there are some other small islands that make up the the, the rest of the country. But for all intents and purposes, everyone focuses in on the main islands, Antigua and Barbuda. They were discovered, obviously the indigenous uh, people were there, but they were discovered in air quotes uh, by Christopher Columbus. Stop us if you've heard this before. Uh, he called it Antigua after the Church of Santa Maria la Antigua, which I guess makes a little bit of sense. Uh, he discovered that in 1493. Obviously, they came back and tried to settle it, but Great Britain colonized Antigua in 1632 and then eventually moved to Barbuda in 1678. They, you know, in true fashion, along with the rest of the Caribbean that had been, dis- quote, discovered or colonized by Great Britain, they became a part of the Leeward Islands and then joined the West Indies Federation. And when that federation broke up, Antigua and Barbuda finally uh, won full independence on November 1st, 1981. So as an independent country, they really haven't been uh, independent for that long relative to, uh, you know, world history. They have been around for thousands of years with the indigenous people that have, you know, been on the island for that long. I, I do think it's interesting. We've done, we've had a few island nations as of late with laser focus, 
I feel like this is the first one in a while that's an actual, like, independent nation. It's not an overseas territory mm -hmm. of, you know, France, England, the Dutch. Um, but, yeah, no, I just think it's interesting, the first time in a while that we've done one where it is the, uh, they're, they're an independent nation. Yeah, and obviously they take some of their uh, culture from, you know, Great Britain and, and the European influences that they have, but they also take uh, a lot of influence, as we'll discuss in a minute, from the islands that surround. So, Donald, I know you have been, you, so you're the one lone one that has been to to Antigua. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about the culture. Um, you know, there's maybe first start, I think, what's near and dear to our hearts, the food. Um, and then we can talk a little bit more about just the, 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 the culture in general. Yeah, so the food, well, first off, there's, uh, I went in October 2014 with a bunch of people uh, it was mainly like our first kind of international, fully fledged international trip to a soccer game. Uh, we went to Antigua Barbuda. This was part of World Cup qualifying in the U.S. We're playing down there. So naturally we said this is a great opportunity to visit the island. So uh, the one thing that struck me was the food. The food is incredible there. They have uh, a lot of Jamaican influences, a lot of Indian influences. Uh, the main thing that they have that's really cool is the – uh, is the chicken or goat curry. And it's wrapped in kind of a roti bread. So it's called, uh, there was a place called Roti King. And we would go there for lunch. And it's just, a, imagine like a, you know, a big pound burrito. But instead of the burrito, it's a roti bread that's wrapped in, in, in inside is this delicious chicken or goat curry. They also had a veggie curry. It's more like a, uh, a China masala, like chickpeas. Mm -hmm. But it was just amazing. The other thing that they have that's really cool that we actually got to sample the day of the game was their famous black pineapple. Um, it, I don't I'm know how intrigued. to I don't know how to describe this thing, but it is so flavorful. It's not. It, it tastes similar to a like a regular pineapple, but it just has an extra bold flavor to it. Um, we got to sample some. Literally, some dude went and plucked them off a of tree and was like, "I will get you guys these black pineapples. You're going to try them in front of me." Uh, he was also asking for money. We, we gladly paid him for for the uh, honor of having black pineapple, but it was a lot of fun. They also had uh, blood oranges, which are the ones that you probably find at your supermarket here in the United States. Really good. The other things that they kind of grow there, corn, sweet potatoes, chilies, guava, um, and then they also do tobacco and cotton. But the sweet potatoes and chilies especially are some of the things that kind of help form some of this these different curries that they have on the island. Nice. I'm... I need to get over there. I need to try some try some of that. Sports-wise, I mean, of course, we're here to talk about soccer, but what else is what else is going on on the island? The biggest one other than soccer is cricket. Uh, the National Stadium, Sir Vivian Richards, is one of the great, great stadiums in the Caribbean uh, for multi-use, but is obviously set up for cricket. Sir Vivian Richards was the captain of the West Indies cricket team uh, for a long time, one of the greatest cricket players the world has ever seen and and obviously was from Antigua and they named the stadium after him so uh, that was where we saw the game uh, we'll talk about that in a minute but I did want to mention that we stayed there's a couple of areas obviously of Antigua uh, St. John's is the capital but we stayed in an area of the island called English Harbor English Harbor is one of the greatest views this world has oh period uh, we stayed on a villa that overlooked the harbor and it, the, the views were to die for. The vibes were immaculate. At the bottom of this hill that we were on top of was a place called, uh, and, and they're no longer there, rest in peace, to this place called the Mad Mongoose. It was actually 
owned by a couple from St. Louis who had moved to the island, fell in love with it, and decided to just stick around uh, for a while. Uh-huh. So we stayed there, and every night we basically would go down to the Mad Mongoose. This is where I got introduced to English Harbor rum, which is the – we've talked about the rum rankings, and I've always listed English Harbor five years as my favorite rum in the Caribbean. That's where we could find this place. Uh, it's, it was all here. Uh, we could – I mean, we're working on Eastern Caribbean dollars. We're talking, yeah. you know, pennies for, you know, a shot of rum. So rum and rum punches, a lot of rum punches with a lot of nutmeg uh, influences. So, I mean, everything there was great. The Mad Mongoose was our home basically for a week. Uh, every night for lunch and dinner, and then partying into the wee hours of the morning. So uh, definitely, it, you know, if you get to Antigua and Barbuda, a lot of cruises go through there. Uh-huh. Um, but if you do get there, you need to get over to the English Harbor side of the island and experience these views for yourself. So did when you were there, it's Antigua and Barbuda. Did you go to both? No. So funny story, we wanted to go to... Uh, Montserrat, which uh, is also right there. We obviously discussed Montserrat on the last episode. Yeah. And the idea was we were going to take the ferry there. There is a plane that goes between Antigua and Barbuda and also between Antigua and Montserrat. The week before, we were talking about taking a flight over for the day to Montserrat and then maybe one day to Barbuda. The problem with that was the week before we got there, the airline that they had suffered a crash uh-huh. on the flight from Antigua to Montserrat. So we were like, we're not tempting fate. We're not getting on the plane. We're just going to take the ferry. So me and a couple of friends, we get up early one morning. I was like, we're going to go to the ferry. We'll ride that. It's about an hour ride uh, to Montserrat. We'll see it for the day and then take the last ferry back. We get to the ferry at like 830 in the morning, and the guys are fixing stuff on the boat, and it looks like they're preparing stuff. Then all of a sudden you hear this screeching sound. We're like, Okay, guess they're, you know, starting the engines, whatever. And then one guy comes up to us and goes, are you here for the ferry to Montserrat? We go, yes. He goes, ferry broke. No ferry today. <laughs> so we're like, okay, well, I guess we're not going to go to Montserrat. So we, we didn't eventually go. Uh, we did not uh, get to go to Barbuda or to Montserrat uh, because the ferry was broke and we were not taking our chances with uh, the airlines um, that had just suffered a uh, had just had a major crash. So, um, but there are people who do go. There's a lot of resorts uh-huh. on Barbuda, um, and so a lot of people go there. I will say that uh, Barbuda was heavily damaged in a hurricane a few years back. I mean, like completely destroyed everything. Um, so I'm, it's unclear whether it's all fully come back yet. I know the resorts are usually the first things to kind of come back, but. Yeah. Um, a lot of the, you know, a lot of the, the, the structures that were on the island were either heavily damaged or destroyed because of this. So uh, they have a little bit of work to get Barbuda back. But Antigua is still rolling strong. And I think even, again, they stopped cruise ships for a while because of the pandemic. But even cruise ships are starting to return to the island. Yeah. Is there anything else from that trip that you want to talk about, want to note about Antigua and Barbuda? Yeah. So this is not related to the, this has no, you know, uh, cause for the island. But we went well, to this the podcast game. is for yeah, know? but we went to the island right for like I said for a World Cup qualifier, and that week we were talking about hey is it going to be sold out is it going to be raucous full of people, and our driver that was taking us home from the broken ferry was like yeah this place is supposed to rain on on Friday, this place is not showing up if it's raining it's not going to be it's not going to be live and we're like oh you're expecting rain he goes oh yeah there's some storm brewing off the coast we're fine though. It was a tropical storm. 
I remember that's the uh, that's the Brad Evans winner game. Yes. Uh, with on no. no 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 that's Jamaica. No. That, you're was, thinking Jamaica. This is Josie. This, this yeah, is this is Ellen Gordon coming in off the bench yeah. and serving Josie for the no, win. Yeah. No, it was Eddie Johnson. Johnson, excuse me. Yes. Yeah. yeah it was Eddie Johnson. Johnson. But, um, but I remember that game. I remember watching that game, and I remember how much rain there was on the field and so, how, how far the camera was away from the action so so here's the thing so that stadium is set up obviously it's a cricket stadium it's a big oval right and we're on the opposite side of the main stand of the stadium so we're at the corner right so naturally you would think okay big stadium you're going to kind of put the field center it a little bit so that the camera can get on it no they centered it closer to the main stand so that they would be able to see it better. So on that goal, the team started to run towards us because they saw us before. They started to run towards us to celebrate. But we were like 75 yards away from the sideline. <laughs> so they started running, and they realized how much further we were away, and they just kind of stopped and were like, yeah, like, we see you. We'll, we'll, we'll talk, we'll, we'll talk we'll, later. Yeah, we'll be, over after, we'll be over after, but this is a yeah. long way. Yeah, so – before the game was actually super, super muggy because we knew the rain was coming, and but there was a lot of sunshine. We get to the game. The game starts. It's actually sunny. Tropical Storm Rafael hit about the 75th minute, and he hit hard. He was not he was not at all pleased that we did not leave him a ticket at Will Call, and he just showed up. So, of course, it starts pouring rain, as you guys remember. After the game, it, it rained for, like, three days straight, like, just incessant, the same rain that we were getting during the game, just incessant nonstop rain. So we had actually met these uh, American fans who had flown their own plane <laughs> from St. Croix. And they're like, yeah, we've heard there was a game and we hopped on our plane. He's a pilot. And he would just kind of took a, like a single plane Cessna, whatever with three people. And they're like, we're just going to fly back after the game. And we're like, Hey, is, are you going to guys going to get out with the, the storms and stuff? They're like, yeah, yeah, we should be fine. So we go to the Mad Mongoose after the game. We're partying. All of a sudden, these three people walk into the bar. And we're like, what are you guys doing here? They're like, oh, yeah, they would not let us take off. So we're, <laughs> we're stuck here. So literally, we're like, well, you're in the, like, how did you end up here? And they're like, oh, we heard this place was the only place on the island that was open. So we decided to, well, you know, mangle our way over here. And we're like, we're in the right place. We're all partying. So we parted with them. Literally, like, they, I think they stayed at the bar because they didn't have stuff they didn't yeah. have they all their stuff like they were just like yeah we're only gonna come for the day we don't need anything but like a small bag so i think they were there for like two days um but they were it was great because every time we just go down to the mongoose and they were there we're hanging out um and one of them ironically went to duke which is where i went to school uh so we got to vibing on that too so it was it was great it was a really fun time great people uh everyone on the island was super nice and even the game you know the atmosphere was still pretty cool, considering the fact that again we were so far away from the stand, from the sidelines. Yeah. Now, now that we're talking about soccer, I think it is time to focus on the soccer in Antigua and Barbuda. Uh, first, just some background on the the structure of soccer in the country. Uh, the Antigua and Barbuda Football Association is the overseeing entity. Uh, they were founded in 1928. Like so. There's a lot of history on the island uh, with the game. Uh, they joined FIFA in 1970, and currently they've got, as far as the club game, they've got a uh, Premier League this season, the 22-23 season. They were operating with 16 teams. Before the pandemic, they actually had three tiers in the, 
the club game. They had the Premier League, a first division, and a second division. Uh, they had a lot of club competitions that have happened over the years. Uh, they had an FA Cup that looked like it ran till 2011. Uh, I can't find any records since then of that. A President's Cup that they played in 2017 last. Uh, Charity Shield, that was back in like 2010. Like There's a bunch of random competitions that haven't really uh, kept going. The one I do want to talk about is in 2022, they held the cool and smooth Joma Caribbean Knockout. And that is the all-time... Caribbean Cockacaf Island competition name. That might be the best name that we've ever mentioned on this show. So here's my question: Did they win it? Well, no. Like it was the club. Oh, the competition club, club, of the, the club. of the country. I don't want to say who won it for future purposes. Future purposes. Um, but yes, like first of all, Joma. Like that's a that's the kind of you know organization that's going to sponsor an island competition. Oh yeah. I mean, when are we getting? I think the question is when is stimulus? Uh, when are we getting the the stimulus cool and smooth? Uh, Sti- stimulus hit us up on WhatsApp. We'll, we'll get that <laughs> set up. Um, but no, as far as facilities, obviously Donald talk about Sir Vivian Richards Stadium. That's in North Sound. That a lot of their games have been the national team games have been held there. Um, they also play some games at the Antigua Recreation Ground, which is a cricket facility, um, as most stadiums in this region are. Um, but the Premier League operates out of the ABFA Technical Center. This was actually built recently as was part of the FIFA Forward program. Uh, Gianni Infantino actually came and visited Antigua and Barbuda in 2019 uh, to check it out, um, but they had built a brand-new facility for, like, a playing field, um, technical center, great new facilities. That's part of FIFA growing the game globally. Uh, if you want to follow the Federation, you can hit them up at, at Antigua and Barbuda FA on Instagram and Facebook. Now, let's talk national teams. Jonathan, do we have women's national team stuff that we can talk about? We actually do have women's national team stuff awesome. to talk about. It's been a while since you, since when we've talked about a team, there has been a, an existing uh, national team. So the Antigua and Barbuda, they're known as the, the Bena Girls. Um They've actually had a decent amount of success. So currently they're they're 173rd in the world, um, which is, of course, not great. Uh, it's their current lowest uh, at the moment. They have been as high as 92, uh, and that was in 2009. Um, but for a team that didn't start until, t- like, 2004 is the first time um, that they played uh, a national team game. So they, they played our friends at Anguilla um, in, uh, in St. John. Um, they picked up a win, uh, and then they actually went back and played Antigua the next. They I mean, not Antigua. They went and played Anguilla the next day. So they played them head head to head two days in a row. Won one, lost one. It's it's nice that they can like get multiple, you know, games in because the, the struggle is like find finding the resources and finding the time to play outside of competitions for a lot of t- the women's national teams in the region. So great to see that they're actually you know, getting to play. Yeah, so their, you know, their biggest, I would say, result um, was during the 2014 Women's Caribbean Cup. Um, they actually topped their group uh, as the hosts uh, against uh, St. Vincent and the Grenadines, U.S. Virgin Islands, and Aruba. Um, 
And then they made the final for the tournament. It was another group stage, and then they finished dead last uh, in that group. So they finished not having not won a game. So they failed to qualify for both the women's CONCACAF championship and final. Um, right now there is qualification going on for the um, this next round of the CONCACAF women's championship. And, of course, we do have the W Gold Cup coming up. So um, – for a team that's only been around since 2004, they've you know they've made a decent amount of progress. There's a lot of stuff on the team, um, and so it's just good to see, uh, good on them. And I think you know with the Concacaf Women's Nations League, the Women's Gold Cup, uh, we're going to see a lot of these teams that have made some some sort of investment off the front end be able to come through uh, and really maybe take that next step in the region. Awesome. Now, Donald, let's shift to the men's side. Tell us about. The men's program. Yeah, so it's the Benna boys. Uh, obviously, Benna being a, a big part of their culture there, the music and, and all that stuff. The, the Benna girls we just talked about. The Benna boys are, uh, they used to be fairly good, um, or at least decent, and they've kind of sh- dropped off in recent years. They were 100, they're were 131st right now in the world rankings, but they were as high as 70th in uh, October 2014. Their first match was in 1972, so they actually do have some history uh, it was against Trinidad and Tobago. It was an 11-1 defeat, and that's still the worst game they've ever played. So they've only been going up from there. They saw the bottom, and they started, we're going to go just just slightly north of bottom. Um, in October 2011, they did have their best win, which was 10-0 uh, against the U.S. Virgin Islands. Um, the, they've never qualified for a World Cup. However, the closest that they got was in the 2014 cycle, where they made the second-to-last round of qualifying. That is obviously when I got to go to the island to watch them play the United States. They never qualified for a gold cup and in the Caribbean football union championship or the Caribbean cup, uh, the best they've done was runners up in 1988. Uh, and they're currently in league B of CONCACAF nations league. But I did want to tell you about a story that involves the, the Benna boys. And it, we go back to March of 2018. Um, they played away to Jamaica and they drew one, one that the, the actual game does not matter to the story, but after the game, they were trying to get ready to go back to Antigua, and they're at Norman Manley Airport in in Jamaica. Their assistant coach and their equipment manager were arrested and charged with possession of, dealing in, and taking steps to export marijuana from Jamaica. And <laughs> conspiracy of and conspiracy of doing all of that stuff. So they were arrested. They were given bail, but they were. But I'm sorry, the assistant coach was given bail. The equipment manager was not. They were. Uh, after a month, they both were placed under house arrest. They had a curfew. They had their travel documents taken away, and they had to go through the steps to try and clear their name. They eventually were acquitted of the charges uh, because there wasn't enough evidence to prove that they were trying to smuggle marijuana out of Jamaica. But uh, just a wild story in the sense that they went for a you know qualifier and or at least for a match and then leveled up with uh being in jail for a couple of months because <laughs> they were accused of conspiracy to traffic uh marijuana between islands <laughs> very this is very concacafy yeah oh that's the i mean the only thing i can re- remember recently that like tries to come close to that is uh the argentina brazil uh game where they stopped the game in the sixth minute because the doctor said these guys haven't shown us their COVID papers. So we need to yeah. detain and deport them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that, was, that was, that was, 
next level. Yeah, but that was that was them trying to mimic uh, Jamaica going after Antigua and Barbuda. That's insane. Uh, Antigua and Barbuda, as you mentioned, they're in League B of CONCACAF Nations League. Uh, they've they're sitting third in their group right now. Uh, they're pretty much safe from relegation. Not quite officially there yet, but. Um, and they're on that cusp, right? Like, again, like I said, they've been very decent in the past. They've, again, gotten to the second round of, of World Cup qualifying within the last decade. I think for them, they just need that next level player that can take them and, and kind of, again, a lot of times they end up shooting themselves in the foot by losing to teams that they shouldn't, right? They lose to an island like a, like a, I mean, Curacao is decent, but they lose to like a Grenada or they lose to a, a St. Lucia or something like that. That'll really just, trip them up and yes like you said keep them safe but they won't be able to elevate to the next level i think in the first nations league they actually were close and went to the final match day and then they lost so those are the things they just need to have the confidence to step up and beat the teams that they need to because i think if they do they are one of the better teams in in Concacaf, at least on the the caribbean football union they're one of the teams that could make it to the next level and possibly move up to to league a which i think we all would say we're we're trying very much in favor yeah we're we're in favor for but thank you for all that. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break here, and then we're Jonathan is up on real team or fake team. So I know you guys have been you've enjoyed all the Antigua and Barbuda soccer talk, but it, we know what you're here for. So we'll be right back. <laughs> Miami Dolphins and the Detroit Lions. Yeah, I'm right. I am. <laughs> All right, we're we're gonna go. I I'm gonna lead off here. I've got we've got six teams. Jonathan has to determine if the team name is real or fake. And these are all from Antigua and Barbuda. So the first team we're doing today is going to be Cedar Grove Blue Jays. Cedar Grove FC. Blue Jays FC. Who? Um, <laughs> this is a tough one. Um, I'm going to go real team. That is a real team. Currently in the table that I've got that I'm looking at, they are 14th out of 16. Struggling. Mm. Donald? All right, so my first one for you is Grenades FC. Grenades FC. Oh man. Hmm. And is grenades an S or a Z? It is an S. It is an like S. I threw multiple grenades. Gotcha. Not like the gorillas with the Z. Correct. Um. I'm gonna go real team. Grenades FC is one of the worst names I could possibly come up with for a fake team because it's a real team. You are correct. All right. Jonathan, off to a good start here. All right. Next team. Next team is Piggott's Bullets. 
bigots bullets. <sighs> yeah, I do have the added ability of being able to look at you guys in the face. Yeah, last time um, I, you guys had your screens off. I mean, I do that every time. I, I have a terrible poker face, and <laughs> if I was having to be a real, like, I would, yeah. You know, I'd have to have a mask on or something. Um, Pickets, bullets. Real team. It is a real team. Uh, this weekend, they actually just lost to Grenades 6-0. <laughs> grenades. So we know we know Grenades beats bullets? Yes. Piggots is P-I-G-O-T-T-S. I, I'm not sure. I didn't do enough research as to the origin of the thing, but yes. So Jonathan's sitting three for three. So my next one is Willikies FC. It seems fairly normal. Let's go fake team. Willikies FC is a region of the, I don't know where it is, but it's a real team. Damn it. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Next team. All Saints United. Fake team. It is a real team. All mm. Saints United in the uh, standings that I'm I'm looking at. They are top of the table in Antigua and Barbuda's Premier League. All right, so I'm f- four for six. Four for four, four. Yeah, four for... No, three for five. Three for, three five. for, three for five. I'm going for four for six. Yep. So... And the final one we have for you is Black Pineapples FC. Fake team. Black Pineapples is the realest thing in the world, but that team is definitely fake. (laughs) So Jonathan goes four for six. Now, full disclosure, Donald and I had to pivot a little bit. because Donald, do you want to tell them the the team name that you had for your fake team? Yeah, so my fake team was going to be English Harbor FC because as of right now, uh, I I looked and scoured, and also when I was there, it didn't exist. There was no team. Yeah. But English Harbor Rum is like English Harbor Rum is, that's is your rum. Shit. That's yeah. what I was trying to go after. But yeah, it's a, it was actually a team. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if they still exist. But as of the nineteen twenty season, uh, prior to the pandemic, they were still they actually won a couple titles in the mid nineties. But English Harbor FC was kind of a real team, so we couldn't we couldn't roll with it. it. Now. In the research, I found, as I mentioned, they were participating prior to the pandemic, the 1920 season. So in doing the research, I found information on the second division, which they were participating in in that season. And holy shit, the team names in this division. I'm just going to... Wait, before we do, can I go through the list of some of the top teams? Yes. The top division? Yeah. Okay, so these are real teams, by the way. Aston Villa, Five Islands... Grenades, Hoppers, Liberta, Old Road, Parham, SAP, Swedes, like Swedes, yeah, and Trinum, like Trium. Um, those were real teams that we had, and I knew if I said Swedes, I would, I would have fucked that up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, would have just would have just, di- just died laughing. Yeah. Well, like it's like, oh, that's cute. Wait till you hear this shit. So this is from the Cool and Smooth Ministry of Sports Business League football tournament in 2019. (laughs) These are all second division teams. Uh, Blue Waters Hotel. Mm -hmm. Eric's Trucking Sugar Apple Catering (laughs) FC. Eric, you did not tell us you had a team. 
Antigua and Barbuda Airport Authority. <laughs> KFC. Like KFC. The Antigua KFC? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. They're KFC. Sandals. They had yeah. a squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brownies Bread Shop. High Ballers Construction. Yes. <laughs> the Antigua and Barbuda Transport Board. Bryden's Foot Service. <laughs> I'm just looking at this. Kennedy's Blue Diamonds. Uh, yeah. Antigua Rainforest Company. These were all teams. I would. What I would love to do is, for in the Caribbean, let's get all of the teams together that have some form of, um, you know, government type of, so like, you know, the airport authority from Antigua can play the Montserrat Volcano Observatory um, and just kind of get everybody together that is, uh, you know, part of some government uh, organization. Wait, I missed one. Master Ballers. It's <laughs> <laughs> with an S. All right, so Jonathan, great job. Four out of six on real team, fake team. Um, yeah, that's. It was wonderful talking about Antigua and Barbuda. I'm hoping that someday we'll get another chance to go down there. Um, looks great. Uh, I just want to say thank you to all everyone who supports us on Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash podcacaf. Um, we'll have some content. I took some pictures of us recording like we're official in here. Um, we look official. Yeah. We, we certainly look like this is a real podcast. <laughs> um, but we couldn't do this podcast without your support. We couldn't do this specific episode without the Russell Hotel here in Nashville. Um, there's a light up sign above our head that says hashtag blessed. And I'm feeling hashtag blessed <laughs> right now. Um, Jonathan, you want to tell people where they can find you? Yeah, they can find me on Twitter, jslapessp, and then on uh, Broadway Sports Media. Donald? I am at, at BlazingDW and also writing at Stars and Stripes FC. My other podcast, we will have an update very, very soon on what the future of that is going to be, so stay tuned. Nice. And again, follow us at PodcaCaf. You probably follow at PodcaCaf already if you're listening to this, but appreciate all the support. Thank you for listening. Uh, the next Laser Focus edition we do will actually will be halfway through CONCACAF. Yes. So we're getting there. So 20 episodes is a great milestone. Um, not counting all the news desks and bonuses and all the other cool stuff that we've done. Um, but thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.